Hey everybody, my name is Paul Austin Jr., a.k.a. Boy Green. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Boy Green, the sickest New York Jets podcast out there. What the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers and what else is happening in free agency land? We dive in on the latest episode and the debut episode of the Sick Podcast. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Boy Green. said that the Jets are going to win. He doesn't even predict it. He says, I guarantee a Jet victory. The sickest New York Jets podcast. It's going to be sick. That's right, baby. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with me, Boy Green. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at SickPodJets. Also, make sure you like the video and hit subscribe down below for more juicy and fantastic content. This is the debut episode of a brand new podcast unlike anything you've ever seen before. It is the sickest New York Jets podcast out there, and there's no one better to kick off this debut podcast then with ian from jet central gracing us with his presence to dive into the latest with all things aaron Rodgers, of course ian thanks uh for being number one number one in our hearts we appreciate that <laughs> paul what's going on man glad to be here oh my gosh I, I i don't even know where to start but i do know where to start it is on the latest with aaron Rodgers. obviously we've been going back and forth on this thing for a while we've been quite frankly on the edge of our seats ian but the biggest thing that came out was Trey Wingo, who sent out the tweet, quote, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. He sent that out at 2.52, Monday, March 13th, and all of us were just waiting for the follow-up confirmation. Ian Rapport, Adam Schefter, whoever, just to confirm it, to make sure we know. And who would have thought hours later we're still wondering whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. When you saw that tweet, was there a sense of finality there, Ian, that this is happening, that this is in? And and Trey Wingo has seemingly been on the story before anyone, quite frankly, throughout this process. Right, right. I mean, you know, when I look at Trey Wingo, the first thing that pops in my mind now, it's like Wingo, he has to be in the inner circle, right? The the Rodgers the famous Rogers inner circle Schefter's not a part of it. Rappaport's not a part of it. We've seen, you know, reports going back and forth, contradicting each other for months now. I'm mean, even with Derek Carr. It's, so it's not just specifically with Rogers here. So, you know, who's the guy that is, who's the guy that's been right. It's, it's been Trey Wingo. Who's the guy that reported massive news before anybody Wingo. So, I mean, I, I got to go with uh, my gut here and, and Trey Wingo to me, you know, hopefully is, uh, is, is spot on. Again, I, I keep going back to the meet the Fockers, the circle of trust, yes. whether or not you're in the circle of trust. So my only question, and I sent it out on Twitter at boy green two five, baby wink is that, uh, the question on jet fans minds is again, Trey Winkle, are you in the circle of trust or not brother? Because we all want it to be true. We all wanted to will it to existence and I'll be honest. So I do a radio show 10 to 12 Monday through Friday locally. Then I take about a 45 minute drive home because you guys want to know the pertinent details of my life. And I've been camped out right here in this seat. You can see it. I've got, I wasn't going to show pit stains, but there you are. I've been camped out of this gosh darn computer, Mr. Jet Central, getting updates from ESPN, then NFL Live from Adam Schefter running off set. I'm like, oh, oh, now it is. Oh, nope, nope. Uh, sorry, guys. Oh, wait a second. Here it is. Jets Twitter's crazy, man. So it, what does your gut say? That this is happening? What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, my gut at this point says it's got to happen. I mean, look, I could be wrong here, but I, I just feel like, you know, at this point, we've heard so many things pointing in that direction. Yeah. At what point does the news just come out? You know, or, uh, I, but I will say this look, Rogers isn't black and white. He's not uh, somebody who, you know, is, is necessarily definitive all the time. Every, choice every decision everything he says there's a lot of thought that's put into it um he doesn't just make these rash you know choices and whatnot oh yeah i'll do this i'll do that it, it seems like everything takes time so you know with him always kind of leaves the one foot out the door in out lives in the gray area that's kind of where i stand but i, I do think it'll get done the reason why I feel optimistic, a couple of things here. First off, obviously, we are uh, recording this in the middle of the legal tampering period, which got underway on Monday, March 13th at noon, and it runs through the new league year kicking off on Wednesday, March 15th at 4 o'clock, and deals are getting reported left and right. The sneaky team, if you even want to call them that, was in the quote-unquote Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, was the Las Vegas Raiders. They are apparently going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo to a massive deal, which takes both Jimmy Garoppolo off the market for the Jets as a fall plan and number two takes the Raiders out of the market so for me it's got to be Jets or bust who the hell else could come out of the woodwork here uh, to add him to the table so that one makes me feel good and then another report from Mike Florio shout out to him uh, from who he's spoken with, Aaron Rodgers has already opened up the recruiting waters, trying to bring other free agents with, with him, which has been some speculation of why this could be taking so long, because it's going to be Aaron Rodgers then. Boom, 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 boom. All these, my posse is coming to New York with me. Here are all my dudes. So uh, those two things, again, on, on top of everything else that's pointing in that way, that's a thing for me, and that makes me feel like this is going to happen, because who the hell else? There's no way he's going back to Green Bay after the stuff Mark Murphy he said over the weekend talking about Aaron Rodgers in the past tense man I, I just feel like again it is a mere formality we're just waiting for the tweet and then the crazy reactions of course from us Jets YouTubers and everybody else that, that's where I think it is Ian that's where I think it is for sure you know it kind of not talking about like their play style or anything like that not not comparing the two players but one situation it kind of reminds me of a little bit is uh, Kirk Cousins with his whole Washington dilemma it just seemed like Washington was just disrespecting him and just over and over again i feel like i forget who it was um but at one point they called him like kurt cousins like after after a game yes i remember like, that oh my it, it was just like cringy to a certain degree and it just you knew that washington even when cousins was playing there like in the middle of the season like this is the last year cousins is done with this team and the team is done with him they're going their separate ways it feels the same with rogers like it, it's just this long dragged out breakup in a sense like rogers has oh he always has things to say about the coaching staff always has things to say about you know um upper management front office guten cut like all these different guys all these different players these decision makers for green bay and then on the flip side you just brought it up mark murphy you know talking about aaron Rodgers in the past tense like nothing is done right now at least to the public eye you know outsiders looking in maybe something's done internally but you know at the time of that interview that was like it, it was big, big stuff, big news. 
A hundred percent. And that's ultimately uh, how I view it. Now, uh, putting some of the Aaron Rodgers stuff aside, I, I'm sure we'll get back to it uh, before we wrap up. I mentioned some of the other options disappearing from the table for the Jets. Again, they seem all in on Aaron Rodgers. And again, me personally as a fan, that's where I would go personally, because I think that makes them a legitimate Super Bowl contender, a team that can go do whatever the hell they want with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So no apologies necessary for chasing that no matter what happens ultimately. But Jimmy Garoppolo now off the board for the New York Jets. Mike White, he, tur, turncoat, jumped over to the Miami Dolphins, which, by the way, for those who don't know, born and raised in Florida, went to South Florida to start his college career. So there's a lot of uh, those Florida roots. And quite frankly, with the two uh, durability issues, we could be seeing Mike White before you know it. Are you surprised that Mike White, first off, is no longer a member of the Jets? It was a fun run with Mike White. And that not only is he not on the Jets, he's on the rival Dolphins. Blah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, from White from White's perspective, it makes total sense. You know, he wasn't guaranteed anything with the New York Jets. You just talked about the Florida connections. You look at the Dolphins team, they're absolutely stacked. I mean, I hate to say it as a Jet fan here, but they're loaded. Offensively, defensively, Jalen Ramsey now in the mix, Vic Fangio coming in the mix, and we're only a couple hours into legal tampering. So, you know, haven't hit the draft yet, so we got another class coming in. Uh, it's absolutely insane. The, the Dolphins kind of remind me a little bit of, like, the AFC Rams with how they're just doing business, right? Taron Armstead, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, trade picks, sign players, big deals. Um, a little annoying, right, for you know, for us. Of course. It's not, it's not like yeah. they're just laying down here. But, no, to answer your question, Mike White, to the Miami Dolphins, from his perspective, like, you got to love it. And, and plus, also throwing in the mix that two is not, like, a lock to be 100% healthy week in, week out. So there's a chance that he could play. Mike McDaniel got an, you know, up close and personal look at him. He knows that he can play in this style of system, running, you know, the offense under Michael Floor. So from his perspective, I love it. From the Jets' perspective, uh, it sucks to lose a guy like that. I was always a big fan of White. Yeah, and with that being said, actually, I believe I got the numbers here. Tua missing uh, 14 games through his first three years in the league, and they did exercise his fifth-year option. So he is under contract for this upcoming 2023 season and the 2024 season as well. So uh, we'll see on Mike White. And what's your final tally on Mike White? Because, you know, for the most part, people are like, Mike White, who the hell is Mike White? Then all of a sudden he has the Hall of Fame game. We're like, ooh, Mike White, baby, he, QB1, baby. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, just kidding, it's Zach Wilson. And then this season, he, he goes back in there and it looks like the Jets are destined for the playoffs. We're like, oh yeah, Mike White, he's the guy. He can command and be QB1 heading into next season, and then that falls apart again as well. Ultimately, five years, ten years down the line, a Jet fan it comes up to you, Jet Central, and says, Mike White, what are your first thoughts? What are your memories of Mike White? Yeah, tough as heck. Uh, stood in there, took shots, led the team, never threw anybody under the bus. A guy who was smart, can pick up an offense, helps his guys around him, uh, never points the finger nobody you know never drags anybody uh through the mud whatsoever uh great teammate i, I think mike white is i not over exaggerating here because i like him but he's one of the best backup quarterbacks in football i would say top three um that's why i think he signed a two-year uh what was it 16 million or up Correct. to 16 million yes that's yep. you know averaging like around eight million dollars a season that's not just some small little vet minimum deal it's not you know, for context, like Quan Alexander, granted he's a linebacker, one year, 1.1 mil, you know, got eight times that much uh, to go be a backup quarterback in Miami. The Dolphins obviously view him uh, or have him uh, in, in high regard. And as do I, you know, I, I'm a big fan. 
I'm going to be a little darker than you, Jet Center. I'm just going to be honest here because, like, sure, it was a fun story. It was cool. I was supposed to go to that Bengals game, and then when I heard Zach Wilson wasn't going to play, I'm like, never mind. Cancel. We'll do it for the next game, and I missed it. So I I could have been there. I got no one to blame but myself. But I will say this. Not good enough, ultimately, at the end of the day, yeah. because we, we got to the dream of the end of last year. I'm not. Hey, we were in the thick of it. The Jets look like people were asking me on different podcasts. What happens to Jets? I'm like, they're obviously going to the playoffs. Look at this team. Look at Mike White. We are going to the gosh darn playoffs. There was enough morsels there for me to buy into that. And then when he got hurt again, I just went, you know what? Whenever the Jets have truly needed him not to be as dark as I'm going to be, but. Like, he just couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't deliver. And actually, there's a little bit of sense of relief, quite frankly, that he's going to the Dolphins. And maybe this will come back to bite me. But it felt like if the Aaron Rodgers thing fell apart, the Jets are like, all right, we'll just run it back with Mike White. Well, now that option's not on the table. They're going to have to try something different. The quarterback room is going to be different. And it's been this conversation forward, Ian. I'm a little worried here with whoever QB2 is. Maybe I should stay my focus on QB1, but uh, I think that's going to get figured out. QB2, are you comfortable with Zach Wilson as the backup quarterback? Because if not, who wants to come in there? I understand why Mike White didn't want to go in. They know he knew that the Jets were going to go get a veteran QB1. Okay, that position's taken up. Oh, wait, they want to keep Zach Wilson. I'm some awkward QB2, kind of QB3. Like, what's happening here? I think that rub could rub some people the wrong way when you're looking for that backup quarterback uh, on the open market. What say you? For sure. I, I mean, I think the hope is with with Aaron Rodgers, you're you're trying to get a guy who can come in the building and play, uh, not miss time. Aaron Rodgers has never really been the injury prone guy. He's not somebody like Tua. He's not somebody uh, like Lamar Jackson. I hate to say it. Who's missed time uh, multiple games over the past couple of seasons. He's played hurt last season with a broken thumb. Great indication there. Uh, he's tough. He's athletic. And he's a veteran. So I, I think the hope is with Rodgers, he's more so. In uh, you know, quote unquote, Iron Man, uh, when you compare him to other quarterbacks like a Jimmy G or somebody like that, Mike White is, an, is another guy. Zach Wilson, obviously, miss, missing time uh, both seasons, rookie season and this past season, due to injury. So I, I think again, the hope is to you know make sure Aaron is out there and protected and healthy for the entire season. If not, though, and let's just say something unfortunately does happen, let me knock on wood. Um, personally i don't feel comfortable with wilson like out there like immediately like week two i don't know how i'm Mm. feeling about it but i will say new offensive coordinator todd downing nathaniel hackett keith carter we got some new faces in in the building um and if those reports were true about mike lafleur and wilson clashing might you know maybe not getting along so well if he's out of the picture maybe we could see a little bit of a different uh you know career story play out with with uh, wilson moving forward Again, we can only hope so. You guys are currently watching and listening to the Sick Podcast with Boy Green Baby. It's a brand new baby, and uh, we're making it here with uh, Ian from Jet Central. I'm sure that sounded weird, but hey, we just threw it out there. That's what's happening. So make sure you like the video. Hit subscribe down below for more juicy Jets content. Again, the Sickest Jets Podcast out there, baby. Let's dive right back in Aaron Rodgers. I said we're going away. We just got to work ourselves back in here, Ian. And I have to ask you this. There is a thought. Again, I mentioned it from the Mike Florio. Lewis Riddick also mentioned it on NFL, uh, the NFL special for free agency earlier today, that Aaron Rodgers, part of the hesitation or part of the wait, like, oh, man, what's taking so long? Could be Aaron Rodgers recruiting other guys there. Ian, 
Give me your guys. Who else could be coming with Aaron Rodgers? Is it uh, Randall Cobb getting a couple groupies, uh, you know, thrown in here? Alan Lazard, maybe? Is it Hackett guys from his past? We've heard the Broncos trade rumors, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, KJ Hamler, some of those guys floated out. Who's the, I don't care if they're even not sexy, but you know what? Sexy, not sexy, ugly, beautiful. I don't care. Who's coming with Aaron Rodgers potentially here in? Who's on the wish list? Who's on the dream list? Who could you see migrating here uh, north? Uh, to the Jets receivers veteran receivers um I, I think of course Alan Lazard is in the mix but I'm thinking about Lazard Randall Cobb Sammy Watkins three guys that have experience working with Rogers uh before in the past we know that Rogers prefers veterans he you know maybe it's a different situation with the Jets but you know when we look at guys like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and really throughout the t- Rogers right back not Aaron Rogers but I think it's uh Amani Rogers um back with green bay it's like he's he's always tilted more so with i'm gonna go with the veterans the mercedes lewis's of the world and whatnot um prefers the veteran route and then you know there's nothing wrong with that so I, I think when we look at the jets roster it's garrett wilson it's elijah moore it's jeff smith it's denzel mims it's a bunch of it's a bunch of young guys Corey davis is you know on the roster right now currently We'll see if that changes due to maybe a cap casualty. Maybe maybe he's a Packer, right? Maybe Davis gets flipped to uh, to Green Bay. Uh, but I, I definitely feel like it's going to be offensive skill pieces. Maybe not so much a running back, but who knows? I, I think uh, right now when we're looking at tight end, obviously two restructured contracts, and then wide receiver. You know that that's the position that I feel like could use a veteran in this room. Uh, Adam Thielen is super interesting name. Random nugget here uh, coming in. Sam Darnold heading to the San Francisco 49ers. Whoa, baby. Back to Cali. I know there were some Jet fans that were hoping. I, again, I'm just going to be honest. It would have been really weird for the Jets who traded Sam Darnold to then go to Zach Wilson to bring Sam Darnold back as some sort of backup back to the yeah. same situation, the same people. I know a lot of Jet fans are kind of advocating for that, just going to say that would have been really weird and now no longer a possibility. He's heading out there uh, to San Francisco. What'd you make of uh, Darnold? They trade him to Carolina. I thought at the time it was a pretty good haul, a 2-4-6. to six, Not bad for what he was. And uh, shout out to Joe Douglas uh, for that one. It shows a little bit of chutzpah, a little bit of pop there, obviously, in Carolina. Now he's heading over uh, back to San Francisco. Your immediate thoughts? Yeah, I think if you're San Francisco, it's it's just uh, it's a tough situation, right? Obviously, you got Brock Purdy on the roster, and this is a guy who flashed. He looked good. And I, I will say this, numbers aside and, like, physical performance aside, like how he actually looked, ball coming out of his hands, uh, on the field production – all that stuff aside, when you just look at Kyle Shanahan's system, how complex it is for Brock Purdy to come in. Granted, he was a senior at Iowa State. For him to come in as the last pick of the draft and to pick up that offense and run it no problems whatsoever, win games, and actually, you know, like if you can make the argument if Purdy played in that Eagles game throughout the entirety here, the 49ers could have made the Super Bowl. I, I, I do like the Eagles bet. I, I thought the Eagles were a better team, but you can make that argument. You know, I, I think Brock Purdy, there's something there. But aside from him, obviously, he's dealing with the elbow stuff. You got Trey Lance, which the team traded, what, I think it was two first-round picks to move up in the Three draft. Three for Trey Lance. Three first-round picks. Yeah. That's a lot. And, you know, <laughs> Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's another young guy who's going to be mm-hmm. coming in and learning this offense for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I think uh, – I think if you look at Darnold as a quarterback prospect in Kyle Shanahan's eyes, maybe something – Maybe he, 
maybe he look, looks at Darnold and is saying, hey, this guy can like legitimately be our answer and it's going to be for a cheaper contract. I don't have the uh, contract terms pulled up. Was it a multi-year thing or is yeah, it a one-year one deal? One-year deal for old Sammy. One-year deal. One-year tryout. Yeah, so I remember one thing. I think it was right around the time – it was before the 2020 uh, – it was before the Wilson draft. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of buzz saying that the 49ers could trade for Sam Darnold. It never ended up happening. Uh, and yeah. then one day, news broke. Hey, they're out on Darnold. And then I think it was literally the same day or it could have been maybe a couple days after they ended up moving up to three. Yeah, again, uh, Sam Darnold is an interesting guy. And to your point, it, it's funny. We mentioned it with Mike White. They're going to the Dolphins. There is a clear path to PT with Tua's injury history. We go to San Francisco where Trey Lance's leg exploded. Brock Purdy's arm exploded. I, I mean, Brock Purdy, from people that I've talked to, may miss some portion of the season, and Trey Lance will be compromised in some way. So Darnold may have this with Kyle Shanahan, this quarterback whisperer, could be a career renaissance possibly uh, in there. And I'm not surprised, even on the first day of the legal tampering period, uh, that Sammy uh, may find his way out there. Uh, this news came uh, over the weekend, but still very interesting. The Jets retaining one of their own, Quincy Gosh Darn Williams, baby. The older brother of Quinn and Williams, a three-year deal, 18 mil, could be worth as much as $21 million, uh, on the market. Uh, you know, uh, before I sway you with all my... Uh, handsome and uh, you know all kinds of different crazy words again initial thoughts on Quincy did you want him back and uh, if so how'd you like the value 100 percent. I love the deal I love the player I love the fit I love what he showed the past two seasons you know back-to-back years with 100 plus tackles you factor in that he's Quinn's brother you factor in that what he's 26 27 years old somewhere in that range uh yeah he is 26 turning 27 right before the start of the year yeah, so I mean, there's still room to improve. He's not a completely polished, finished player. Uh, this is the best we're going to see out of him. You know, it's not like he's 34 here or anything like that. It's a three year contract. I continue to see Quincy uh, hopefully playing alongside his brother on the defense, just blowing up screens, just attacking the ball carry. It's, it's my type of football. He reminds me of, you know, players I used to watch when I was younger, you know, uh, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, uh, just big time hitters, Dante Whitner, Sean Taylor, guys that just stuck <laughs> offensive ball carriers, right. Just really made their presence known physically. And um, I, I feel like it's a little rare in today's game. So I've always, always been a big fan of Quincy. He is a friggin' heat-seeking missile. Let's just be yeah. straight up. And he brings the juice. And I tweeted about it after he signed that, you know, his famous sack dance and big play dance is throwing the fist up. I've tried that a few times on the couch, getting all revved up. I've almost thrown out my gosh darn hip because I'm like, <laughs> I am not capable of that. But it is a cool thing. Again, the players get revved up. The fans at MetLife or wherever they're playing get revved up. And me at home, I'm like, holy cannoli, look at this guy. Again, he's not a perfect player, but he's He's this athletic piece of clay that you saw when Joe Douglas, another great Joe Douglas waiver wire find, you grab him off the scrap heap. The Jaguars gave up on him straight up, said, mm, you're not good enough. Jets go, well, let's dust this guy off, put him right in. First year, mm, second year, wow. Okay, we're seeing some things here from Quincy that I think a lot of people like. So I love it, man. I, I think that is a great investment. By the way, the price was great. He is now the 17th highest paid linebacker in football. 
and you get him before he even gets a chance to talk to anyone with the legal tampering period, great value because the Jets, of course, were flirting with Tremaine Edmonds, the Buffalo Bills linebacker, signed a monster deal to go to Chi-Town. Okay, and when you look at that value of what they paid for Quincy, of what Tremaine Edmonds got, I mean, all of a sudden, all of us could go like, ooh, that could have went in a different direction. So I think Quincy is this athletic piece of clay that's very interesting. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah, and you have the Quinn connection. You know, if, of if Quincy bounces out right to a team that maybe needs a defensive tackle too, would would Quinn be like, nah, I'm all right with the extension. You know, you you kind of just snubbed my brother, yeah. so I'm gonna I'll go, I'll go you know I'll go play elsewhere. Um, so I love how we have the two brothers. I mean, that's the dream. You know, what I'm, like of course, play your best friend, your brother, whoever it is, to play on the same side of the defense. Um, and, and to be two important components of that said defense. I think it's massive. And again, to your point that can only help negotiations. You hooked a brother up literally right. your own brother that they were able to hook up and bring into the equation. My only advice to Joe Douglas, if he's listening right now, I'm going to look right into the camera, Joe. Hey, Joey, we're close, pal. Pay Quinn as soon as possible. I know it's hard right now because you're trying to figure out the whole QB one situation and there's a lot of money that's going to go there. But Quinn and freaking Williams, Deron Payne just got paid, man. 90 million, 60 million of that guaranteed. There's a lot of other people coming up. Chris Jones, Dexter Lawrence. I, I mean, go through the list of Jeffrey Simmons of these young, hungry interior defense linemen that are just going to keep one upping each other. It's going to be like, boop, 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 boop. I know Aaron Donald's the highest paid and he's in his own different stratosphere, but everyone's fighting for the second highest paid defense attack and they're going to keep one-upping each other. Joe Douglas, if you're listening to the show right now, and by the way, why wouldn't you be? It's the sickest gosh darn Jets podcast out there. But I'm just telling you, you need to pay Quinn as quickly as possible. You're going to thank me later because it's going to continue to be higher and higher because wherever the last guy is, Deron Payne in this case, if I'm Quinn and Nicole Lynn is wonderful, awesome agent, I'm coming to Joe Douglas and say, yeah, that's a floor. Start from there. <laughs> and again, Quinton would have no debate there. An all-pro season, pro bowl, superstar freaking player, a blue chip guy that you build the entire defense around. Again, if I'm the Jets, I'm doing everything in my power to try to get him signed on the dotted line as quickly as possible, Ian, as quickly as possible. Yeah, 1,000%. I mean, we can take a look at some of the big contracts that defensive tackles possess. DeForest Buckner, obviously Aaron Donald, uh, still the highest paid. I believe still the highest paid. But we got Deron Payne, the, Correct. I think it was four years 90. Uh, Hargrave coming out today, four years 84. Ooh. He should be getting a deal somewhere in that range, right? 20 to $23 million a season, I think, is the sweet spot for Quinn. Yeah, I think ultimately even gets more than that. I think it's probably a $25 million plus per year contract. And again, yeah, he would really? be well within his right. That's what I think. You know, Trying to reach out to a few cat people and different kinds of people, I think that's what he's going to shoot for. I think he's going to shoot for $25 million plus. It will be the largest contract in Jets franchise history, the richest contract in Jets franchise history, which, by the way, is currently held by Mr. $85 million man, C.J. Mosley, who holds both of those figures. I believe that whoever's coming in here and, and what would be Quinnen will now shatter that both on a per year basis and a total contract basis. I believe that's going to be annihilated. So I will put it this way. I think no matter what, no matter what, Quinnen's going to break both of those records. Now, how much is he going to break both of those records is up to you, Mr. Joe Douglas out there. And you got to try to figure that out as quickly as possible because uh, Quinnen, again, is uh, one of those guys. Uh, he's he's just one of those guys that you need uh, to build around. Uh, you know, going through a couple more here, Ian, before uh, we sign off. And again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, to the Sick Podcast. Again, make sure you guys like the video, hit subscribe down below, and uh, support the brand-new show. And, of course, 
you can't do any better than freaking Ian from Jet Central, the architect, quite frankly, of the Jets YouTubers. He is the face that runs the place, okay? Numero uno, top dog, top billing, okay? When you go, who is the best in the business? Who is the reigning defending champion of all things New York Jets? It's Ian from Jet Central, obviously, from that center. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I... <laughs> I don't really look at it that way. Uh, I'm just, I'm just a fan. At the end, what, of the what day. a humble guy! What a humble guy! Look at that! Yeah, you're you're pulling like a, like an Aaron Rodgers here. You're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I know I'm the greatest, but I'm just not going to say it. I'm just going to let you say it with all those wonderful things you just said. So good play there, Ian. Uh, good play. Let me ask you, looking ahead here, what are some things you're hoping for here? And I know some of the th- these things can get dated very quickly, but uh, what priority wise for the Jets? Wh- what are you looking for? What are you hoping for them to accomplish here uh, in the legal tampering period? And eventually straight up free agency when that gets underway on Wednesday at four o'clock. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but beyond that uh, center, you know, what good is Aaron Rodgers? If the O-line is just getting shredded on Sundays. True. I, I mean, it, it, that's basic. That's football one-on-one, you know, high school foot doesn't matter. Like you have to have a good offensive line. If you're going to go trade assets for a 40 year old quarterback who is contemplating retirement and will be contemplating retirement next season, you want to protect that guy. Right. That's again, it's just basic football knowledge. Right now, we don't have a center. We don't have depth on the offensive line. We have Makai Becton coming back from injury, ABT coming back from injury. That's awesome. Right. Dwayne Brown coming back from injury, Max Mitchell coming back from what he was uh, going through. That's all fantastic. Right. But at the end of the day, last season, we had McGovern in the building. We had Feeney. We had Nate Herbig. And it still wasn't enough at the end. I believe the Jets offensive line was ranked 31st last year with all those guys. How many teams are in the NFL, Ian? 32. Ah, 31 out of 32. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not a, yeah, no, not at all. So, again, if if you are going out to acquire Aaron Rodgers, of all the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, of all people, number one, you don't want to, like, you know, uh, tick them off. And number two, of course, right. you want to have a chance in the AFC against the Bengals, the Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, all these great teams. And even like the quote unquote bad teams, Houston, you know, uh, who else? Indianapolis, the sure. Raiders, yeah. all these yeah. Denver Broncos. Every one of those teams are expected to get better. So you know, Deshaun Watson, full season, Lamar Jackson, maybe is going to be sticking around in Baltimore. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud coming in. There's a lot of Trevor Lawrence now on the come up. Like there's <laughs> AFC is stacked. Yeah. AFC stacked. You don't want to go get Rogers and just get ripped apart. Oh, as you know, a half second to drop back and throw, fix the offensive line, get talent on the offensive line. I agree. Quick nugget on the offensive line. It seems like the rumors out in free agency world are that the center market, the center said, Ooh, we're going to get this much on the open market. And then the NFL went, nah, you're going to get this. So that could open a door for Connor McGovern to come back potentially if they choose to go in that waters. And I just have to be blunt Ian. Um, Seeing the Derek Carr Saints press conference over the weekend, I know no matter what happens, the Jets made the right choice. Did anyone hear the quote from Derek Carr who said when a Saints reporter on, hi, hey, Derek, a Saints reporter here. Hey, uh, what are expectations? What should Saints fans expect from you coming up next season? And he said, well, uh, I'm not going to promise wins, but I'm going to promise great effort. 
The hell? A great effort? What are you doing? What are you in a math class? What do you mean great effort? Wins Super Bowls. I don't want some pushovers. I'm going to give my the good old college try. What the hell? What do you mean the good old college try? Look at Aaron Rodgers. If and when he comes in, he's going to be like, you want to know what? Boom. Put a ring on the table. On the press conference, he's going to go, boop. Put it on the table. Yeah, I'm coming for some of these. Football immortality, baby. I'm not coming for freaking great effort. Did you see that from Derek Carr? I'm so glad now that we didn't go after that guy. When you're getting those kind of answers <laughs> in the introductory press conference, rev your engine, baby. Great effort on the way. What the hell? Yeah, no, I, I watched it. It. Uh, I wasn't expecting you know a quote like that, but I will say I'm, I'm going to look at Carr's career since 2014 and all the press conferences, all the passion as opposed to, you know, one comment in the press conference. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Saints are going to, you know, do this upcoming season. Like you, you upgrade from Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill and Andy Dolan to Derek Carr, who in my opinion is still an above average quarterback. I'm kind of, you know, I'm still a little bummed that the Jets sent Landham. If the Jets land Rodgers, then absolutely fantastic. Uh, they knew what they were doing. Uh, but it's it's not to say that Carr is just you know like this trash quarterback, this bottom five quarterback uh, that just absolutely can't play. I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the dome. Yeah, as am I. I, I know one thing, Ian. He's going to give great effort, baby. What is that result? <laughs> yeah. God knows. But great effort is on the way uh, from old Derek Carr. Well, Ian, I, I can only imagine how exa- – I'm going to be honest. Here's the word. You didn't even ask me, but I'll ask myself. The word coming off of uh, today from free agency, and again, just legal tampering period, real frenzy doesn't start till Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Exhausted. I am exhausted from the Aaron Rodgers thing. I was, I didn't even know I was doing this. Then start blowing up. I'm like, I guess I got to keep doing it. Uh, you know, I'm already elbow deep. The Adam Schefter <laughs> updates. Oh, oh, wait, Justin, he's running off the set. Just yeah. kidding. He's back. Nothing like exhausting. Good Lord. Is Aaron Rodgers here? Is he not? I'm not sure. Up is down. Down is down. Left is right. What the hell's going on? I was going all over the place, giving play by play on NFL live and the ESPN special and fans were going nuts. They said, thanks for your contribution to Jets Twitter. I'm like, I guess here we go. We're in. I mean, it's been exhausting, Ian. Oh yeah, I I, do, I I seriously cannot remember a crazier like roller coaster ride, right? There were there was some stuff last year with Deshaun Watson and sure. you know, obviously like the Zach Wilson Justin Fields debate right. would go on and on. Um, but uh, trying to think back, like there hasn't been. Well, I get you know what the 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 Salah the coaching search was definitely crazy. with the guy in the bush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolute legend. Yeah, that uh, oh boy. Well, it's been wild so far, and and it's interesting with how the San Rogers thing set up in closing. Kieran is that as we're like kind of finishing this off, like man, if Aaron Rodgers signs like tonight, tomorrow, whenever, all of a sudden, boom for NCs on Wednesday, boom a month later the draft, it's going to be pedal to the gosh darn metal for the rest of the freaking NFL offseason because we had this weird kind of Aaron Rodgers weird crazy watch for all these months and weeks leading up that the rest of the offseason is going to go by in, in, in a click. So it's going to be crazy. Ian, thank you so much for joining us here on the sickest podcast out there again at Jets underscore Central. Just simply search for Jets Central on YouTube. If you you know, know anything about anything, you're already subscribed, obviously. My my mom and grandma are subscribed to Jet Central for Pete's sake. So everybody out there, of course, has to be subscribed to one of the best gosh darn Jets YouTube content creators on planet Earth. But Ian, thank you so much uh, for checking in with us on the first episode. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I was really looking forward to it, and uh, I was happy we were able to, uh, you know, crank it out.
Yeah, awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Boy Green on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.